what, the, do me a favor. What's the basis of your, of your podcast? Just to talk about Prince? We're, well, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're, the whole idea of this podcast is we talk about music. And today the subject is Prince. And we're just going to talk about, you know, kind of like our origin story, if you will, like how we got into him, you know, what it was like digging into the music. Uh, okay. some points here, like some like points we're going to hit. And then we're going to talk about the five favorite deep cuts. And then at the end, we're going to kind of circle back. What does he mean to us now? And kind of, you know, reflecting on, you know, what's happened since he passed, essentially. You, you know, we do a, we're doing a Prince party on 420. I really wish I could come. <laughs> You could, you could, if you could make it up. But we have, we turn the, I have a soundstage, we turn the entire soundstage into a nightclub. You're, and it's purple lights and purple curtains. And uh, we have a DJ that only plays. It, and I have, I have 9.2 gigs of Prince music. I, I go, I have stuff that, I have stuff that didn't get released. I have stuff that that's like bootlegged and all kinds of stuff. My last assistant down, I come home in my, uh, one day and I have a, in one hard drive that just says Prince music. And I'm like, what the hell is in this? And it was every, it's even things I hadn't heard, you oh, know? damn. Yeah, That's... I was one of the first people to buy, uh, are, we, are we recording now? We're in, right? Or yeah, we're starting? recording now. We're rolling. Okay. So I bought um, uh, the Crystal Ball album online when it came in the round plastic oh, thing. Like yes. I had, like, so one of my favorite cuts is um, is The Truth. Just that guitar. Like he, like the dude, it's crazy. Well, so, okay, if you talk about Prince, let's say, a lot of people go, people that aren't fans of Prince are like, he's so weird, man. He's weird. I never got Prince. That's right. Yeah, and you never will. You, you never will. You're probably, Bon Jovi is where you stopped, and that's what you think. Um, uh, Rick James is where you stopped. Um, but Prince took it to like a, a place where, honestly, I, 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 I get a couple of Prince stories. But honestly, I got there was a, there was a point with his guitar playing. I think, I think the day I, I realized, oh, he's the best ever was when I was watching uh, a replay of the um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Rock and Roll Hall of Fame solo, oh, where he's got he's got Tom Petty on stage and and, and Jeff Lynne, everybody's on stage, and I, the rumor is that Prince had in rehearsal had just done a basic solo, and what he had done, and he and he told his band the people that were with him, he goes, I'm gonna wait until until the show and then watch. And there's a couple things about that, that that performance that is awesome. So he's doing this solo, and it's and you can see the band. They're, they're, wait, they're just listening to him do his normal solo. Then he keeps going, and he keeps going. And at one point, Tom Petty looks over, like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? And, and, and then he, at first he gets mad. Then he realizes, holy shit, that's the best guitar playing I've ever seen. And at the end of that solo, after Prince shreds the room, watch it, because he throws his, his guitar up in the air, and it never comes down. It's it's a trip, man. He's the guy was oh, a trip. He, was he a trip. really was. How yeah. did it start for you? Like, um, I'm a little I'm a little younger than you. I'm 25, so right? I discovered Prince much later. How did it start? How for did it you? start for you? Yeah, he was he was like he was around when I, <laughs> when I was alive. How did it start for you? I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Um, so when I grew up, I grew up in North Dakota, and I grew up listening to my dad's classic rock: uh, Sticks, The Cars. Billy How Adams. the hell did you find Prince in North Dakota? Uh, the thing is, I didn't. I hate to say this, <laughs> and I feel bad for saying this. It wasn't until after he died that I really started with his music. Like, as a kid, I think I caught maybe the video for Kiss on VH1 Classic one time. But, like, I was really into guitar rock at the time, so I didn't really click with it. But uh, there's another podcast I love. Shout out to the Pods and Sods Network. Uh, they were doing a retrospective, like, a year after he died. And, like, the way they talked about it, I'm like, I'm going to give Purple Rain a chance. So I bought it, and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, track after track oh, after track. Like, and then, if you've never heard Darling Nikki, you get to, you're like, 
And you got to remember, yeah. he was doing that. Like today, that darling Nick here had been like so. He, this fucker was doing this in 83. And they, the Congress convened because of that song. Right. Like Tipper Gore, they had fucking meetings over. That's, that's what the dude did. He rattled, rattled music. It was awesome. Man, that song, I remember the first time I heard it too. Like the part that like just like my, where my jaw was on the floor was like, after that last verse when he just starts screaming grind, grind, grind over and over again. Yeah. It's like, holy, we're on another <laughs> level here. This, this isn't music anymore. This is something else. Fuck. Right. Uh, also, uh, when you, if you break down the music of Doves Cry, it's so, like, it's so, it's so easy and simple and also so dense at the same time. And then, then he goes on and he, and he drops, uh, he, he drops uh, Sign of the Times. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, yeah, let me, yeah, that last album was like the best album you've ever heard. Yeah, here's a better one. Like, how right. is that possible? How did he do that? Sign of the Times, I, I listened, I beat that to death. Uh, and, and then, and then all, when it got crazy, when I got crazy with Warner Brothers and stuff, one of my favorite things he did was on Chaos and Disorder. If you look at the back of Chaos and Disorder oh, on, yeah. on, on the album, yeah. it says, this is the last piece of music Prince will ever do from Warner Brothers. It's like he actually put "fuck you" on the back of his album. I know um, it's incredible. Well, he signed a. I think he signed like he signed one of those Barry Gordy lifetime contracts with Warner Brothers when he was seventeen. Yeah, he sold his soul and everything else to Warner Brothers. Yeah. I always tell people when they say uh, they say, "Why do you do your own movies, Titus? Why do you film your own specials?" It's all because of Prince. You know, I, I say I know why Prince wrote "Slave" on his face, and it wasn't because of slavery. It was because of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, he knew, like, he knew, like, I love the, I think it was, it said, like, the master shouldn't own the masters. I thought that was a really good thing to say. Wow, that's a great line. The master shouldn't own the masters. Uh, he also said, he's one of those guys, if you if you wrote down, he said, uh, money won't buy happiness, but it will pay for the search. That's, I've never <laughs> heard that before, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, right. And then he drops, and then he goes crazy. So then he, then he does, you know, he's, he's still, he's still doing records, Diamonds and Pearls. Um, and, but he did, when he did, um, Emancipation, a lot of people didn't get into it. And I went and saw the Jam of the Year tour. Oh, Emancipation was one of those albums that you want to talk about another fuck you. He's going to drop a three disc set. Um, and to this day, um, um, uh, uh, mother, sister, uh, uh, lover, wife is still to this day, my wife, it's my wife. We played it at our wedding. Beautiful. Yeah. It's awesome. It's beautiful. Wow. I get sadness. I really got sadness about by him dying too. So that's what we so we start after he died. We started doing a Prince party every year. So this year on 420, we I have a soundstage at a ramp. We we uh, 23 foot ceilings, 3,000 square feet. We turn it into a nightclub. We're starting now. We're turning the entire place into basically glam slam North Hollywood. <laughs> Damn, that's yeah. a, that sounds awesome. It's awesome. I, we do I, this thing that my aunt invented called the Purple Drink, which is. You, it, it tastes so good, and after two of them, you're like, I can see dragons. I can see. <laughs> and yet he didn't drink, so we're not. It's not a whole vegan thing. So we we uh, uh, we're partying hard, like like he did, like he seemed, to, like he talked about. But we're not doing it like he would have done right. it. Did, did you like seven? Seven. Uh, oh, seven, man. We oh, that song. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that whole album, I'm not that, that was, familiar with. Uh, the Love Symbol album. I got that one a little later on. I need to listen to that Love one. Love Symbol's awesome, but he, that was, a, okay, so it's so funny to watch his rap skills get better, because oh, he yeah. did My Name is Prince and I Am Funky, which even I was like, wow, dude, you, it, like, I thought, okay, you're trying too hard, yeah. but he went full out. He wasn't half-assing it. You gotta admit, he wasn't half-assing it. And then as he got older uh, with the new power generation, it just got better and better and better. 
So a couple Prince stories. Uh, I mean, go ahead and ask me, man. I, I'm, I'm babbling. I can talk about Prince. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like you kind of you did a few for me. Like like you you told you talked about like you know like some of your favorites already. But I'd like to know like. I never had the privilege to see him live. You said you saw the Jam of the Year tour. How many times yeah. did you get to see him? And like, what was like a favorite moment for you? I saw him at the Hollywood Bowl. I saw him at the Staples Center, and then I saw him at the Roosevelt with three hundred people. It was, Damn. yeah. So, so tell you, so so when we saw him at, uh, at the Jam of the Year tour, that was with my uh, ex-wife, and she didn't really get it. She wasn't into it, and but she went, she went, and uh, I dressed, and he. It was awesome. He did the Jam of the Year tour. He played. Uh, uh, so much off Emancipation, then he ended with with some hits, and it was just it was it was amazing. What I love about Prince is it, there's two people like I like to emulate on stage if I could. Three actually: James Brown, Prince, and Bruce Springsteen, because they they know how to walk out and, and just like they like when I get on stage, I want you to have a show. I don't want to lean on the mic and go, "What do you guys want to talk about?" I want to beat them to death. And it's you think it'd be based on a comedian's performance and Robin Williams too, but but it's uh, it's more based on those guys performing. So then we saw him at uh, Staples Center. And I took, uh, I took my buddy Tommy, and I took my new girlfriend. Uh, no, this is musicology. No, I actually was it was it was my it was my ex too. The third time I saw him, I I got divorced, and I was in this stupid place where I was just like, okay, money doesn't matter. Uh, uh, I mean, it's all getting taken by lawyers anyway. If I spend it. They can't take it. So, he, <laughs> so he's performing at the Roosevelt. He does these special shows where they turn the restaurant of the Roosevelt into 3121. This is the 3121 album. Oh, nice. They turn the restaurant. His chef came in and cooked for everybody. So you go to the you go to the restaurant first, and you eat Prince's personal chef cooks for you, and then you go down to the Roosevelt Ballroom and you watch him. And here's the story about Prince. So. Uh, I'd driven to my hot rod that Chip Foods built, and the, and the guys had parked it next to Prince's uh, Rolls. It was sitting out front, uh, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, and I, and it, the tickets were stupid, dude. The tickets were the tickets for this gig were fifteen hundred bucks a piece. It was insane for three hundred <laughs> people. So yeah, it was dumb, dude. And I was and you know by the way, the lawyers were already taking all my money. I was like, "Here you go, woohoo!" I was just <laughs> stupid. So. We go to the, the Roosevelt Ballroom, and Rachel, uh, my new wife, uh, who, but I was dating at the time, who's so far out of my league, it's ridiculous, and uh, and I wanted to impress her, so I got her these tickets. And she wasn't into Prince yet, but I played her uh, mother, sister, lover, wife, and she was like, holy shit. And then I go, hold on to this one. Then I, then I played her New Power, uh, new power Soul, and she was like, what? And, 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 then, and then I just started going through each one, and she kept... She was like, I, I thought there was only Purple Rain. And I was like, shut your mouth. Oh, only no. Purple Rain. Hell purple no. Purple Rain? That was, that was commercial. This man's an artist. So, uh, I, I'm sorry I got so far. Anyway. <laughs> no, that, that's true. Uh, I feel that way a, a lot of the time. Like, no, no, there's so, so much outside of Purple Rain. Oh, there's so much. Like, his mastery. Purple Rain was like, let me show you. What I love about musicology, I'll finish this story in a second. Yeah. What I love about musicology is that it was almost like people were like, Prince is over. And he went, okay. I'm going to drop 12 tracks in every fucking genre of pop music and stuff it up your ass. Oh, it was so nice. It was awesome. So here's what he did. Oh, yeah. So so I have a glass of wine. and Because uh, I, I, I stopped drinking when I was 17. But after my divorce, I started drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> I've, so, I've seen Love is Evil. I don't blame you. <laughs> right? So we are... Uh, we're in the room. I get my leather jacket on. And I'm standing up and I'm looking around. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. 
And I go, oh, and I turn around to Rachel. Rachel's sitting on a couch. It was just couches. 300 people sitting on couches, and there's a stage. Hmm. So I turn to Ray, and I go, uh-oh, it's about to get crazy in here. And Rachel looks at me, and she goes, and I go, and I turn around, and Prince is standing right next to me. He's right next to me, looking up at me. He's getting a laugh from the audience because I'm 6'2". He's, <laughs> he's looking up at me like, who's this motherfucker? And he looks at me, and I, I went, ah! And he, <laughs> dude, it's so weird about Prince. Uh, I do a joke in my new show about him. You say that Prince is, Prince is a man. Prince can't die. He's imaginary. Right. So he just lifted. He jumped off the ground. He's next to me. Jumped off the ground. Landed on the back of the couch that was next to me. And started singing. He's two. He's right there. He's two feet from me. And he starts singing. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was, as Jamie Foxx did. I was a little gay for a second. 100%. 100% a little gay for a second. Uh, then uh, he just played this incredible show. And it, there's some funny... It, people don't know how funny Prince really was. They think he was weird. Um, so so there, all these people were in the Roosevelt. It was Quincy Jones was there. And Prince starts playing Play That Funky Music White Boy. Cause he could play anything. It was awesome. Like he could just go into anything and play it. Plays play that funky music, white boy Patrick Swayze, who's there at the time. So so Quincy Jones goes up and sings a verse of play that funky music, white boy. Then uh, Patrick Swayze goes up and sings the next verse of play that funky music, white boy. And as Patrick Swayze leaves the stage, Prince goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Hasselhoff." <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> but I have Prince, like, like he's one of those artists, uh, Springsteen has this too, the greats have this, where there's some songs that are part of my life. You know, they're, they're like, there's oh, a Prince yeah. song, you remember, you know, oh, I remember what was going on in my life. Yeah. Totally, totally. Like, and he's become a big part, like, just in the short period I got into him, like, just starting in... 2017 like it, his music has meant so much to me like it's been a crazy couple of years for me i won't get into the details but it's been a crazy couple of years and it's been a amazing soundtrack to have it really has been and even though i never got to see him the closest i got was i got to see the time last year and that was also incredible because there was a lot of tribute to prince in that show and he wrote all that music too he wrote all the music for the time so right. it was kind of like seeing a mini prince show they, they even did a bit of dmsr actually so that was cool Oh, imagine being a dude that's so talented and there's so much music in your head that you're pumping out. He wrote his first song at five. Um, so imagine is there's so much music in your head that you can create six or seven different bands. I mean, the family, Vanity Six, you know, it gave Des Dickerson songs. He just kept doing it. Uh, Sinead O'Connor, we were just talking about uh, uh, the Bangles, Manic Monday. Oh, you know, people people don't know he wrote Manic Monday. And, you, and, uh, and him and Sinead O'Connor had a dust up at his house. Oh, I've, he heard, like, I've heard that story, yeah. He, he was pissed. He didn't like her swearing in interviews. Yeah. And he told her that, and they had a big screaming match at his house. It's pretty wild. But there's songs like, there's a, there's a song called Lay Down on, um, uh, on 2010, uh, which is like such, there's the one he released free in the, in the London papers. It's like, there's, that. there's every, there's some, I can go through the entire list. And even on the last couple albums, um, uh, there's two versions of This Could Be Us. Oh, that, we're going to talk it, about that song later for sure. Okay, good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So go ahead, man. Keep asking me questions. Yeah, no, no, anyway, like, you, we can talk about Prince. So in honor of Prince, on 420, we do a Prince party. There's a lot of big people coming, yeah. and we're just going to – we're just gonna, Tom Tran's going to play uh, Purple Rain for us, and we've got a great DJ, and I pick the tracks, and I go deep. I pick 
pick the problem is when you're doing a dance club you can't just go here's some weird shit that i like that he did you have to make sure that everybody can dance damn yeah i, I, I might have to get up there from san diego for this because that's yeah definitely amazing. man you're in you're, you're welcome to come awesome yeah, me and my fiance would love it um but you kind of started into something i did want to touch on the side projects the vanity sixes the times did you have a favorite one when you got into him? Like, cause like when I got into him, like I really gravitated towards the time albums and that album by the family. I thought those were like really, really good things that I can't believe he like just put out there, like without his like, you know, stamp on it. Like he did it under Jamie Starr. Right. So what I did was I got into the time before I got into Prince. Really? Uh, yeah. At school. Cool. Wow. came out. Cool came out and they played it at my high school. And I was at a dance where uh, my buddy Tony at one point was dancing to Cool. C O O L. It's a Cool. Yeah, and that song was badass. So I was in the time first and I bought, oh. uh, uh, yeah, I was in the time first. And then I was in the Prince. I didn't, you know, uh, and then I was hanging out with a comedian one time, a guy named, um, he actually passed, uh, uh, Warren, uh, Warren Thomas. And Warren Thomas, we were driving to a gig one night. And I had to go pick him up at his house. And I was like, man, you got to remember, I was like 19, 20 years old. I'm just this comic <laughs> trying to do comedy. And I was the opening act. And so when you're the opening act, you fucking drive your gas. You're making the least money, but it's your gas, your car. Suck it up, dude. Drive. So I walk into his house and he had um, he had Dirty Mind on the wall. Oh, I love that. Of his, like the album was mounted on the wall in his house. And I was like, what's the deal with that? He goes, dude. You gotta listen to that album. So then I bought Thirty Mind. Then Controversy came out. I, I had a cassette tape. Wore it out. Wore. I think I bought two. I had to buy two copies oh, of it because I wore it out. Damn. And I even like like free. Uh, you know, America. Like every event. It was an event. Like when uh, Around the World in Day came out. I remember. I, I was so stoked. Like Raspberry Beret to this day. Try try to sit on your fucking ass when Gra- Raspberry Beret plays. Try right. try. Hey. It's, it's, you know, it's impossible. It, 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 it's an ass shaker. There, there's so many ass shakers in his catalog. Oh, oh man. man. Billy Jack Bitch. We go into the... Billy Jack Bitch! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, man. But, uh, but that album's got songs on it like uh, like Shy. There's like... Yeah. Uh, I liked when his lyrics... Um, I liked when his lyrics meant something. Colonized Mind, dude. Like that when, And he never stopped. It never... He never just fell off. So many bands will get to this place where they're like, okay... Uh, we're good. Let's do that album again. Right. He never, right. He never did that. He never, he never did. Even albums that weren't that big, he, you could tell he was trying to find something else. Right. Like like Come, for example. Like that's a bit of a polarizing album, but he, there's still <laughs> yeah. gold on there. There's so much. There's like Let It Go on there. There's Pheromone. Like there's I still love stuff Papa, on there. I love Papa. I, I like Papa. That's that song dad. is fucking dark. I have I have that issues though. I have a lot of that's issues true. Like comedy. You, you totally I'm gonna like Papa. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I actually hadn't like I'd had that C D for a while and I hadn't listened to it, but I'm like, I'm getting ready to do this podcast. I should listen to that album and I pulled it out and that came around. I was just working. I was just working and that song came on I'm like, Holy shit. Okay, okay, time to take the dog out for a walk. I need some fresh air now. Exactly. Um and then uh, the the Love Sexy album, man, that album is like it's so. It was almost like he went out of his way to piss people off with that cover. <laughs> one He's track, like, just one track. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I have two versions of it because I think someone actually they, they released a a cut up out version of it. I have that version on on my uh, on my nine point two gigs of music of his, and then I have the longer and it's so. It's, it is it is annoying. <laughs> Say oh, what yeah. you will. It's a bit like fuck, really. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear Glam Slam, and I have to sit through I know and Alphabet Street. Glam Slam, oh. and that that tour. 
supposedly that tour almost bankrupt him. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that I've I've read about that. That was it was the production. Like he had the you know the scale model of the the Thunderbird. I think was, was yeah, the party sure. on stage, and like you know he had the basketball court on stage. A lot of special effects. Yeah, yeah. Was Thunderbird sixty six, sixty seven. It's so glam. It's absurd. Going to put her in the backseat and drive her to Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> it's that that album is awesome. There's some great some Anastasia. Oh my like, god. I, and, and then you know it was really fun is like. When the when the when the the hits and the B sides came out, of course, instantly you buy it because oh good, now it's all in order. <laughs> right? Now I don't have to shuffle through; I can just play all of them. And then the B sides drop, which I didn't know about. And this is when I started becoming one of those psycho fans because <laughs> uh, I was already a fan. Uh, okay, I got one more. I got one more psycho fan story. Ready? All right, hit me. So in my acting class when I first moved to LA, eighty eight, eighty nine. I had this acting class, and uh, it's where I learned to act. I would go, I went for five years, I would go every Monday, uh, and then I'd go back on the road on Tuesday, do my shows, and I'm back on Monday, and I, I never miss his acting class. One of the guys in that place, uh, um, Scott, Scott, uh, Scott Thune was his name, his wife uh, was from Minneapolis, and she was the interior designer for Prince. Oh, and when I, heard, when I heard that, I was like, what? Are you shitting me? <laughs> no. And so now he's my best friend. And I keep bugging him about Prince. I'm asking questions. I'm asking him. About so he said, um, she's doing his wedding to mate, to, to mate. And I was like, oh, shit. I go, dude. And that's what I said. I go, if you can bring me anything from the wedding, please. I, I just I'll owe you forever. Comes back from the wedding. I've forgotten about it. He brings me a, a napkin uh, with the Prince symbol on it, with the with the artist symbol on it. And a chocolate dolphin on a stick, a white chocolate dolphin on a stick. That was one of the wedding things. And here's what a psycho fan I am. My wife makes fun of me for this. I had a glass <laughs> case in my house with some collectible Hot Wheels and stuff. Yeah. And I put the napkin and the white chocolate dolphin in the glass case awesome. so people could see it. And people are like, fuck, it's with the dolphin. Let me tell you what's with that dolphin, my friend. <laughs> I would just like lecture them about Prince. Yeah, some of my I think I've lost a couple of friends because I've been so psycho fan about them. Hey, there's not nothing wrong with that. Like, there's music like I'm totally that way with Prince too. Like Prince and the Cars are like the two I like freak out about the most. Oh, uh, the, the Cars is another one you can go back to. You can just go back to and go. Yeah. I, I was just listening. I was skiing. We were snowboarding, and I had the Cars greatest in my head. And every song, it just faster. I was going faster. It, okay. it, some good. If you listen to good music while you're doing dangerous things, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I used to, short aside from the Prince stuff, I, I grew up on a dairy farm, so we had a four-wheeler, and I, like I said earlier, I love Billy Idol, and I had like a little shuffle MP3 player, and I would put on like Rebel Yell, and I would just tear around. It's a, it's a miracle <laughs> I'm still here. It's a miracle I didn't fucking die. It's hilarious. Scout myself. But uh, I'll, I'll, before we get into the songs, I want to tell my Psycho Prince story. So yeah, yeah. My, my, my fiance is the best ever, and it was our, I think it was like our second anniversary uh dating and uh you know i got her flowers and stuff and uh i'm still a psycho about like collecting physical media like i have all the cds and stuff i still love my cds but i didn't have the black album yet because that thing is hard to find yep. and i fought a couple of ebay wars and lost and i was about to give up and uh i it's the anniversary and i come out and on the table there's a little package that's for me and i open it she got me a sealed copy of the black album not like a used copy a fucking unopened copy of the black album for me wow. and i just like freaked the fuck out i fanboyed out and 
Like, now you have a I'll, dilemma. I'll, yeah. You're that guy, aren't you? Do I open it? Oh, I opened it. I opened it. I had to hear it. All right, good. There are the reality. There you go. Now, if I could hug you, I would. Good. Good yeah. man. You, you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy it. Like You don't well, be that guy. Oh, I, 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 I have a, 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 an open show I'm going to put on a shelf next to my all my uh, action figures that are in the boxes. Oh, God, no. no I, I had to hear it. I had to hear LeGrind and Bob George and all that stuff. Rock Hard in a Funky Place. Bob George is a song. You let me see your day. <laughs> what's funny is have you seen the love sexy concert video like did you watch that back in the day i have not seen it yet. i've seen the uh sign of the times one uh is it, can i get that uh i don't I know even... like sign of the times is on amazon if you want to watch it uh love sexy was on it was on youtube for a minute they took it down um it's funny to watch him perform that song because he like gets all dressed dressed up like this big ass black leather jacket he becomes the camille character He's got the microphone gun, and like they do a standoff with the police on stage. It's it's crazy, and then they shoot him, and then they go into Anastasia. Wow! Like it's crazy. He gets shot on stage. Yeah. Well, isn't it weird that he was so kind of locked down? I didn't. I have, I have not seen this video. I gotta find it because uh, the weird thing about that concert, if if he did that on stage, how far? See, so that had to be what 87, 88. We're now at twenty fucking nineteen, and this shit's still happening. Prince was acting it out on stage in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, and that's the. I think we still thing. have a problem. Yeah, Racism is not over. That's we do. all. Wow. wow. <laughs> and the and the funny and the funny thing is like, aside for the listeners, like me and Titus have been having a little back and forth these last two days because there was some confusion over when we we're going to do this, and I need to get a hold of him. Like, I'll 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 get him on Twitter because he's taking people to task. Over shootings, so I'm like, that's where I'll, I'll find him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we're having a lot of problems with that. Right? You know, the thing is that like everyone's like, yeah, man, you scared of guns? No, I'm not. My entire family has guns. My my uncle's an ex Navy SEAL. My his son is a current Navy SEAL who was in overseas. Uh, I shot 30 out of 30 center mass at Warhorse in Iraq. My brother in law is a federal marshal currently in school to become a federal firearms trainer. So guns, I have no problem with. I always say it's not gun control, it's asshole control. We need to control the assholes, and then the gun thing will take care of itself. And the problem is when the, when the data is there and it works worldwide, Japan, England, Australia, Canada, when you see it works worldwide, you, you don't have an argument. Why right. can't we just fix this, guys? Because my guns are going to be because it's like a Camaro I can hold. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't remember what special that's from. I know that. I know you said that. That was from uh, Angry Pursuit of Angry Happiness. Angry Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a genius. I forget some of my I, I forget some of my yeah. comedy sometimes. I forgot I said that. Well, as long as I've got just a little fan moment for me. I discovered you when I was in high school. Like when Netflix was first a thing. Like Love Is Evil was on there, and I watched wow. that. I was I was having a shitty summer. My sister. I'm not going to talk too much about that. She had issues and I had to watch her. But um, I found Love is Evil and I laughed really hard like for the first time in a long time. And my favorite bit was like, oh, it was like I sold nu nuclear secrets to North Korea. And then you go into that voice and it's just, oh, my God, I lose my shit. What do you mean you're talking to your friends? Um, Sit my, down! I was a big fan, uh, so I wanted to do comedy years ago because of Cosby, and I learned my cadence. If you hear my set, you can hear a Cosby cadence in my storytelling, because that's what I grew up on. Um, but then Robin Williams came out with Reality to What a Concept, and when Reality to What a Concept dropped, it changed my life. I was like, 
because Robin, he just opened up this box of toys where you could do any voice, you could do any character, you could bounce around, you could, you could, in the middle of a dead series story, you could take a right turn, go off into some psychopathic pace, and then come back. And so I use, even in this show, I'm getting the new one I'm doing, it's like, which is going to be out on Amazon Prime Video pretty quick. Um, there's voices all throughout it and characters, and I just, I just, why not use everything, you know? Why not use everything? Right. Well, thanks for being a fan. I appreciate um, no, it. No, no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a out of my mind. I'm disenfranchised. <laughs> disenfranchised. They keep saying it. Yeah. The white male's been disenfranchised. That's why they vote for Trump. It sound, again, it sounds like the Taco Bell near you got shut down. Exactly. No more gorditas, bitches. We got disenfranchised. God, that was, that's a great bit. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I love that. Let's jump into our top five uh, deep cuts. Uh, Titus, you want to go first? Man, I hadn't I hadn't really thought of this, but I will have to put as the best song he ever wrote in the sense of uh, lyrics uh, and music. Uh, and I and I put this up, and they're going to be popular. I'm going to put these two together, and then I'm going to pick, and I'm going to put these. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to do my number one is going to be. It's going to be uh, um, um, a mother, lover, sister, uh, wife, uh, and then I would put sign of the times. Those two songs. Um, uh, I would put I would put uh, mother or sister wife above it though because of the way the musicality is. But sign of the times for the lyrics, I would put those two as my number one. Go ahead. All right. I'm sorry I'm picking two, but I'm gonna have to pick two. Okay, that, that that that's your first one on your list. Yeah. Those are great songs. I I love I love sign of the times and sign of the times is great because it's it's very it starts very minimalistic but it builds into something that's like almost like it's like a force. It's like the a very strong stunning. song. The lyrics are stunning. Yeah. In France, a skinny man died of a big disease with a little mm -hmm. name. Uh, by chance, his girlfriend came across a needle, and soon she did the same. Holy shit! You got to remember when that came out. Yeah. Nobody was doing shit like that. They, you know, it was it was it, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Nobody was popping that off. That's some oh, that's some Marvin Gaye level shit. That's what's going on is what he did. Yeah. He did it very, basically. He did his what's going on. And that's the first line of that album, too. That's how that thing opens. Yes! That's how you well, know. All the confusion. Like, you know, the great music, uh, Temptations, all the confusion, uh, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On, Prince, Sign of the Times. Great music went after shit like that. And I think that's why Sign of the Times is probably one of my, it's definitely in my top two. Awesome. I'm going to start with uh, The Question of You from Graffiti Bridge. That yeah. song was a leftover from Parade. And I love that weird, it starts with that eerie flute sound and it kind of yes. lowers into that sexy funk groove. And it's short lyrically, like you get a verse, kind of a chorus, and then it's just a guitar solo on the way out. Yeah. But it sticks, man. That song's got a hook that you can catch a whale with. I love that song. One of the best songs on the Graffiti Bridge album. Yeah, I actually you just reminded me of my second favorite song. All right, you ready? Yeah, hit me. Uh, so is that your number one right there? That, that's my number five. I'm I'm going in reverse. Okay, you go five. I go. Okay, um, <laughs> joy and repetition, number two. Nice. Joy and repetition is like. You just, it starts out with the club going and, and, and just that really low, and then in particular, he just starts talking, and then it, it's, it, there's, it's just, it's one of those songs that I never, you ever have a song that you listen to too much, and you go, ah, I, I used to like that song, I still like it, but it's not what it used to be, I've never, that song's never come on, and I never went, eh, I always go, oh shit, everyone shut up, this is, yeah, so that's my, that's my number two. So, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like silence, just let it, let yeah, yeah, it, yeah, let exactly. it go, let it go! Or you want to grab someone who's not a Prince fan and go, you have to listen to this. Yeah. And then you look psycho. And I can't believe that song, that song was a, like, a lot of the songs on Graffiti Bridge, they were leftovers, man. They were like leftovers from like the Dream Factory or the original Crystal Ball. It's like, you left that on the cutting room floor? That? Like, that was just D shit. That was just like, yeah, I'm not, 
that's not going to make the album. Go ahead. What's your four? My four? Electric Chair from the Batman soundtrack. Yeah, that's, that's a, a rocker. And those that's screams. Uh, also, it's a... Uh, um, it's got there's a darkness in a, a, a to that. It's it's almost it's a horror movie. That's that song's a bit of a horror movie. I like that song a lot. Yeah, it's it's like the Joker is at a bar, and yeah. he's seducing a woman. But what's he gonna do when he takes her home? It's gonna be S and M, but it's not gonna be the fun kind. <laughs> yeah, it, she there, she's not doing a walk of shame. There's, no, there's, def no. there's definitely gonna be some forensics people in the yeah. apartment the next morning. If she's doing a walk of shame, it's in a hearse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Uh, okay, my third, I, I would actually, I'm going to go to the B-sides on this. All There's right. a couple songs on the B-sides that, again, I thought, why the hell did this end up here? Um, uh, there's a song that I really love uh, called She's Always In My Hair. Nice. Uh, it's nice. just got this, it's got this melody to it, um, and it's also, it also beats pretty hard. And also, off that album, it just as a sidebar, I would also, I like Shockadelica a lot. Oh, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, that's a great. Song. I always side shock every Halloween when you have the kids walking up. <laughs> if, if, if one of those families that puts those big like lights and scarecrows and shit in the yard, Shockadelic should just be playing on a loop. Absolutely, just that bounce, that just that guitar is awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, my next one, "Condition of the Heart" from Around the World in a Day. It's a great uh, showcase for his voice and his piano skills. That song gives me chills. This is always going to be one of my favorites. Um, and kind of an aside. That album was a real left turn, I'm sure, for a lot of people after Purple Rain. Like, you were there in the 80s. Were people shocked when that yep. came out? Like, Raspberry Beret was a hit, but there's some there's some hippy-dippy LSD-influenced stuff on that album. In, par in, par in Parade? or, or uh, uh, Around the World Today. Oh yeah, that Condition was on Peace Park. Uh, he yeah, that that you know he had to do something because he had done he had done Parade and then and then Under the Cherry Moon didn't do that well and and they were calling it Under the Cherry Bomb and I think <laughs> I think they were doing that. And when I was around, that was actually they were calling it. And and I I thought the movie was fine. Uh, he also yeah. directed it. Here's the thing I would say about that that album. If you look at Prince's history, whenever they look at whenever they went after him, they went after him after after Parade under the tram, and they kind of went after him because because Purple Rain was so fucking big. Like there's it, you you can't follow it. You know, okay. Born in the USA, same same thing happened to Springsteen. Born in the USA is this crazy thing, and then the next album just it didn't fall off, and they went after him. It, it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just a pattern. Although Tunnel of Love is brilliant, I have to say. Tunnel of Love is fucking an awesome album. It's great, but it's it, it didn't do what the other one did. But I think it just goes to show that we, as a, as a society, a lot of us are stupid. Yes. So, <laughs> so he does parade, and I th if you look at Prince's career, whenever something happened that he that people went after him for, look at the next album. Same with Musicology. That's true. He was, he was down. He was like. Okay, motherfuckers. I, I think he lived his life a little bit. Like, I'll show you. You got to remember, he was five one. I bet he had a little bit of a small man complex. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. And he's like, okay, you don't like that? Watch this. Yeah. And and, and that's what I, I that's what I love about that album. That album is is I like that album a lot. I like the latter. I like America oh my God, on it. Yeah, America. Uh, Fuck yeah. 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 You know, it's uh, the latter is one of the songs that 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 uh, that I I just like it. I just I don't I can't even explain why. There's a magic to it, like. Like, yeah, the I was, lyrics are awesome. I was playing it last night, actually, like while I was feeding my dog, and uh, like it came on, and I was like, I have no idea what this song is talking about, but it's just <laughs> brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, there was a king. What? What are we doing? Are we playing yeah. Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. What are we talking about? Uh, so go ahead. So, uh, so I've got what I got. I got those two. I got uh, Joy Repetition. I picked yeah. Shockadelica and yeah. Always in My Hair for my for my third. Fourth, if I'm going to go down a little bit further, yeah, and I got to pick something that rocks hard. Uh, 
Uh, you know, I, I'm going to pick something that just it, – it's not going to be high up there for a lot of people because it's, it's – a. I would like I, – I do like – I'm going to pick two again. I, Lay Down <laughs> and uh, Rock and Roll is Alive and It Lives in Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, you, you know, there's a couple songs yes. that, that – And that song, that Lay Down just goes – that the way it starts <laughs> – it's 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 got a little bit of like queen in it and it just and the guitar hits and it's like you're like jesus and and you gotta remember at that point he could have farted and just let it go right you know and, and he was still pushing hard to make great music i agree i totally agree my next one is you mentioned this earlier this could be us the artificial age version yeah, i love this that's... fucking song it's a sexy it's a slow jam and I love, there's some great one-liners in there. You know, you want me like a new pair of shoes. You so. want me like a new pair of shoes, yes. But here's the thing about that song. So I, there's two versions of that song. Right. There's, the other two, one's there's a that. really light version, which I don't, and you know, it was written from a meme, right? Yeah, yeah. It was so, like him and uh, Apollonia, I think, on a motorcycle. So someone, he saw a meme that someone had done, and, you know, that they were sending out, it was him and Apollonia on the motorcycle. And he wrote the song to the meme. How, who the fuck does that? Who writes a song to the meme? So... He does that version and it's fine. And then he comes out with this club, like I don't know what you call it, EDM. It, it, it has such a, it has such a badass vibe to it. It does. Uh, and when it came out, I got the albums, and my wife and I were in the car, and I was going, "New Prince album." Uh, <laughs> and she's like, "Okay." And uh, and we got to that song, and that song has some good stuff. Uh, uh, X's face. There's some great. Like oh, he nice. was still, he was still killing it. Like say what you will, he you... was still killing. June on that uh, album, I think June. Yes. that's a great song. Yeah, that that reminds me. That goes back to Dorothy Parker a little bit. I like I like oh, June a lot. It goes yeah. back to the that yeah. And I like I like Chaos and Disorder too, man. I like Chaos and Disorder too. Oh fuck yeah, yeah, killer one. Uh, you're up next. Huh? You're you're next. You're, is I'm next. I, what did I just say? I, I, did, oh, I, I, I we were talking so about this could be us. We did four, was, right? Did we do three or four now? Uh, you I'm did, on four. You, you just did uh uh, fuck. Rock and roll is alive and well. That was okay, the last one you did. so that I, I use that as okay, okay. Yeah, so, so you're, I'm in, you're, that, here's my one. here's my fifth one, and yeah. I, and and the reason I'm doing it uh, again, it's two chords. It's so simple. It's an acoustic guitar. When I heard it, so 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 we we look, we could all pick uh, what you want. You know, God, you could pick. Prince did so much stuff like orchestrally, like huge. He you, the dude could play anything, right? But then we'd do something like Sign of the Times, where he would just break it down. And lyrically, it, I think he knew, maybe he knew that like when the lyrics were important to get the music out of the way. Right. Uh, the cross. The cross oh, is the cross is my is my fifth. That's a beautiful song. Yeah, isn't it? That's, that's awesome. A, that's amazing. And that song I know it meant a lot to him because that's like he would he was a guy that wouldn't always play his hits, but he kept that song around through yeah. the years. That was something he always seemed to keep around. That's an amazing song. So my dad, my dad uh, was into Willie Nelson, and my dad thought it was very, you know, he, he, he when I played in Prince, he was like this little, he, he was just little faggot. He was just like my dad would go, on. my dad was not very PC, and he goes, look at all this sex shit. He's just, he's just, he's just gross. And I go, Dad, listen to this, and I played him the cross. He's like, that's not the same guy. I go, yeah, that's exactly the same guy. It's exactly the same guy. Like the cross, we go to a, a, a church, a, a, a Bel Air Presbyterian, and they play kind of Christian rock sometimes. Not rock like, like you know, like the hard rock band, but like it's pop music. Yeah. And I always thought it would be badass if someone just walked into church. and Because you wouldn't know. Because a lot of people wouldn't know that song. You right. could just start playing, you know. Black Day, Stormy Night, and people be like, I'm in. What are we doing? We're in and you could play that song in church and nobody would be the wiser. Nobody would. Be awesome. Yeah, nobody would know. 
Right. My all-time favorite. I think this is would always be my number one. It could change, but this is my all-time favorite. Endorphin Machine from the Gold Experience. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That, that song. That song is like, to reference something earlier, it's like getting on a four-wheeler and just tearing it around. It's fast. It's yeah. loud. It's rock and roll. I fucking love that song. I love the Gold Experience. That's a great record. That's a great, an under, very underrated record, really. Oh, like yeah. that, album, that album didn't do what it should have done. That album was, oh, that album, I think that album's better than uh, uh, Diamonds and Pearls by far. Oh hell yeah, hell you yeah. You know, Diamonds and Pearls is great, but I mean that that album, you got to then you go. Listen, we could do this all day. We could go. Totally. You, you got cream off that album off the Diamonds. You got you got like some, which is which is basically bang a gong, but people don't right. know that. I I caught it right now. I said. I said, he, this is flat out bang a gong. He's yeah. actually, this is just, um, uh, get off he, is on there. Get off is on there. You know, so, uh, dude, sexy motherfucker. Like, so here's how my wife fell in love with me. And we have to, we have, we have to talk about the legendary thing. And then I got to, this, this is the legendary song all right. of all time. And this one I said, remember I said early on when his rap skills got good, like, cause right. they weren't good at first. Right. He didn't even try it, but then rap became a thing. He's like, I'll get good at this. Pussy control. Oh yeah. So my wife, the first time I met my wife, um, we were hanging out. I got divorced. I was getting divorced. It was horrible. And she was young. She's thirteen years younger than me. Very cool. She's a cool kid. And we're we're in her truck, and I'm driving it, and we're going somewhere, just hanging out. And pussy control comes on the radio. No, actually, no. She had it. I had no. No, no. Take that back. I had this. I had the CD. Nice. And I put it in the car, and because she wasn't into French yet, and I was gonna like, well, whether we date ever again. You're going to understand who Prince is. Right. And, uh, play Pussy Control, which she knew, but I rapped the entire song for her and hit all the everything. everything. And she at one point just looks at me. She said next to me, she just goes, the hell are you doing? It's <laughs> the whole song. And my electric top went down. I said, motherfucker, I know your reputation and I'm astounded that you're here. I fear. Yeah. And she was just like, okay, this guy's out of control. It was awesome. That's awesome. That, awesome. That song's that song. Uh, and we could do this all day. We totally yeah, could. On every album that he did, even on Rave, I, I, I Rave against uh, Rave for the Joy and Fantastic. I, I, yeah. There's some songs that I just go, "Wow, that's awesome." When he did some covers and stuff, it just he went through so many different stuff. And and the sad thing is, what would he have done now? You know, when you see BB yeah. King and you see guys that made it into the '70s and '80s, what would they have done? Yeah, you really wonder. And he was. It was like something like one of the reasons I asked you to be on here was I loved your Facebook post that you put out like a couple of days after he died. There was something you said in there about like he wasn't a has been. He still was like think right. of what he could have done if he had like if he hadn't overdosed like yeah. it would be incredible. Yeah. And, and imagine like when he finally was like, you know, I'm 60. I'm going to just lay down the best piece of music ever. And he would. He, he, I, I think he just would have never stopped. Now, whether. Bruce Springsteen. When I taught you, saw that bit. Yeah, um, I did. So I talked to Bruce Springsteen. I don't know if I don't remember if I put it in the bit. I asked Springsteen something when I was on the phone with him. I said he said he loved playing Europe, and I go, why? And he because they care about art. They don't care about what's cool. Right. And he goes, I have sixteen-year-olds moshing at my concerts, and I go, are you kidding me? And he goes, no. He goes, in America, he said America is very fickle. They want what's hot. They don't want what's good. Yeah. And say what you will, I and mean, there's a reason that Prince toured Europe so much, and why he was a god in France, in a lot of countries, in Sweden, like there, because he, they appreciate 
uh, artists, they pre- appreciate depth. America, we don't appreciate depth at all. We could give a shit less. Um, <laughs> even in comedy, you know, if you're talking about a penis and, 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 and butt raping your grandma, you're going to get your Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's also some great guys too, but you know what I mean? Some oh, of yeah. those guys are really, but bro yeah. comedy is really popular right now. Oh yeah, 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 no, I totally get it. Some, some of them, like, they're, they're not all Jim Norton, let's be honest. They're not all Jim Norton level good. No, but David Tell, there's, there's geniuses, like Jim, Jim, Jim is awesome, but, 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 but I, I, like, there's guys that are, that are dirty funny, and then there's guys that are just dirty, you know right. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, man, this has been awesome, man. I gotta, I gotta yeah. bail, but, uh, but, uh, anything else? Uh, just, just two more thing, things, real quick. Uh, if you were trying to prove if I was Prince legit, I think we proved it. Oh, totally. We definitely proved it. This is gonna be. <laughs> I, I can't wait to upload upload this episode. But before you go, first off, the legacy. Like, do you think like, you know, we talk about you know classical composers like now, like you know this many years on, we still talk about classical music like Bach, and Beethoven. Do you think it's Prince so like let's let's pretend the, the planet doesn't disintegrate because of global warming? You think we're still they're still going to be talking about Prince long after we're gone? Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things. Like, well, first of all, there's supposedly there's three thousand songs in the vault, right? Okay, let let's say half of those are as good as the worst thing he released. Right. That's still how many albums is that? So I think as long as his estate doesn't screw it up, I think we're going to get a lot of it. But but Purple Rain. Yes, I think fifty years from now, someone's going to drop Purple Rain, and we're all and and people who've never heard it are going to go, "What is this?" You know, it, it, that's what his music does. If you never heard Prince, what is this? You, you just turn it, it and uh, um, you put on put on when Doves Cry. What is what is this? Like it, you, it, it makes you turn. You it makes you turn. You know. Right. Awesome. And I think yes, I think I think he will. I don't think Michael Jackson will. Um, I, I, I think I, I, a good storyteller, a good musician. I, I just don't think he will. And, I, and a lot well, of things too. It, it, let's take let's take the raping little kid things aside. Yeah. Uh, let's just put let's just put it down to it was good music, pop music, but it was a lot simpler. There was a lot of more depth into Prince's music. No, I, I, Michael Jackson was trying to be successful. Prince was trying to be an artist. As as Chris Rock said. Uh, uh, Prince won. Prince won. Prince won. <laughs> Prince won. Yeah. Oh my god. All right, my brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Th- thanks for doing this. I-, I know you're you're really busy, so I appreciate you taking the time to do this. I'm glad we could finally get this together, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll message you more about the Prince party. I would love to come. I would love. Yeah, to be man. Part of this. I'll tell you what. Just uh, make sure uh, go go to my contact page. No, just send me your email. You got me dummies. Send me your email. Yeah. I'll put you on the list, and I'll send you an invite. Awesome. Thanks again, Chris. Right. See you, brother. Peace. See ya. That was my podcast with Christopher Titus. A great discussion on Prince. He's a great comedian. Go check out his comedy. His new special, American, will be on Amazon soon. His movie he wrote and directed, Special Unit, is already on Amazon Prime. Go check that out. It's amazing. It's hilarious. And go to his website, and you can get his other comedy specials there. He's incredible. Go see him live if you can. Thank you for listening. Follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Sly Dog Music Cast. So rock on. Thanks for listening.